This week on Face Off Hockey Show, we'll talk things here and there. We got no Lyle Richardson this week, so that means it's all us all the time. We'll get on the Hendrick Lundqvist legacy train. We'll get on the Arizona Coyotes. What the hell are they doing train? We'll talk about what the Minnesota Wild could do, the Atlanta Thrashers, and odds. Odds are we will. Face Off Hockey Show right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with the C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. I am I am diligently working on the cards that I got this weekend because I finally got top loaders uh, because I ran out. Uh, nice. So I'm diligently getting all my upper deck in here because uh, once the Fanatics train hits. Uh, the NHL. Oh, they're going to be worse. Up. Oh, boy. It is uh, something else. So, welcome. Face Off Hockey Show. Scotty Watch Johnny P here. Like we said off the top, no Lowerton. He is visiting his home. So, we're going to give him that time off. I mean, um, Fanatics might hire me to take pictures for him at this oh, point. Who knows? We'll get to the food. It's not hit hockey yet, but we'll talk about that a little bit. We got an open forum. Uh, 866-913-9739. It's actually 877. So, I want to... Oh. Have we tried that? Does that go back to Sean still? I or, used to go to Sean's cell phone. <laughs> great if we could. 877-913-9739. Phone number. That'd be great. He did miss the 20th anniversary show, and I haven't heard from him since. Jesus. I saw Jilly had a birthday. Hard to believe that. Uh, she did. She's uh, 13. I know, right? But then I realized, oh, right. Sean and I had, uh, I had a kid a couple years before he did. Yeah. So, true story. My kid's about to be 15 here in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. So, oh, well. Uh, what'd you do with your week there, Johnny? Um, I went up to the uh, Jersey Shore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Fist pumping you for freedom. Fist pumping. Yeah. No, there were no grenades. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but we got a seafood broil. Mm. From a uh, obviously a seafood restaurant in the area, okay. it came with its own uh, little like uh, pot. I guess it wasn't like a real pot. It was like a throwaway pot, which is interesting because I've never seen one of those before. But in you're just like, pot? yeah, I'm out. Not an eddy pot. Oh, but it was filled with uh, potatoes and corn on the cob and some onions and uh, and king crab legs. Wow. And then we got uh, a bunch of scallops and shrimp and uh, threw some beer into that thing like, uh, you know, a true mailender will do and uh, steamed it up all in the uh, right on the right on the top of the stove there for the family. So. Nice. Seems like a fun time. That was a lot of fun. It was really good. It was expensive, apparently, but uh, it, it was good. It was it got the job done and it fed like everybody. So well, that's something. Always so, a plus. You feed an Italian family like that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually the first time ever we didn't have like another enough food for another family. <laughs> we got the right proportionate amount. Yeah, we had some leftovers. They went in the refrigerator, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't a ton. It was not a ton of stuff. That's good. So yeah, so that occurred. I played golf on this like tiny par three course. Nice. That uh, I decided I was only putting on the greens twice because it was like putting on my carpet. It was like that slow. <laughs> so I would hit a putt and then it would stop like eight feet short from where it should have gone. Right. And then I'd hit another putt and I'm like, yeah, I, I made that one. <laughs> That's good for me. <laughs> I was like, this is just crap. Pick it up. I did get a real birdie, though. Straight up real birdie. Straight up birdie. Yeah. Um, and then I came home because it was like. I think it. Uh, I think it was uh, Hurricane uh, Thierry Henry that oh, came sure. through yeah. the yeah. east. Uh, he he was a flank player, obviously, so he just stayed out toward the uh, toward the edge of the United States. Thanks, uh, right. From what I've seen, he came inland a little bit. Well, only but only when he wants to score. <laughs> well, as uh, any, any good player would. Yeah, obviously, obviously, the goal's in the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so it rained a lot, uh, but the house was awesome. The uh, house that my aunt um, bought is next to a veterinarian, like a a vet, right? Yeah. So apparently what occurred was the vet used to own this house that they bought. And then, like, he created, like, a new veterinarian office that's like next door to it basically a massive like vet's office and then he's got like five of them in the area he's like the jimmy johns i guess of vets and on the jersey shore interesting um and uh so you walk in the first house and i'm gonna say it like that (laughs) and it's definitely the vet office okay that you can tell like counter is in the place where there would be like a waiting room uh-huh. Um, the kitchen. It's like they just kind of turned it into a house, but it was definitely still the. It was the, definitely the vet office. You could definitely still smell like the the dog shit everywhere. You go out the back of the. You go out the door that's in the back of that one, and you go across this little deck, and then there's another complete house behind it. Amazing, massive, huge, like pool room. Uh, there was a pool in the backyard. The pool had its own, like, uh, like back area like a, a pool house there's a garage like this place is a huge amazingly huge it was fantastic like i could have gotten lost in there people wouldn't have found me for days <laughs> so amazing. that was a lot of fun house that, was really nice definitely i definitely slept at a vet's, vet's office though well i mean at least you didn't sleep with the dogs or the fishes no not true no. uh we didn't go to the beach <laughs> Well, if it's raining and Thierry Henry's out there just waiting to strike, you're not going. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know much about soccer, but I know that. Yeah. And then uh, and then I came home and I was told in no, not as many words, um, watch effing Dino or watch fucking Rampage and let me know when you've watched it. <laughs> was that from one Mr. Matt Death? <laughs> uh so I hadn't watched 
uh, Dynamite yet, so I watched Dynamite because I was like, I'd, I'd like to keep stories congruent. And he's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Just watch it. So I watched it. <laughs> and then I went on like a two and a half hour tirade of, I'm sure this is a spoiler if you haven't watched wrestling in the past, you know. Or if you don't have like a so. computer. Uh, but uh, but I watched CM Punk showing up at at AEW like for hours, and I don't know why. Like I don't even remember CM Punk in WWE. I had to go back and like watch like wrestling matches from WWE with CM Punk. I was like, I know of him. I don't know like all the backstory and stuff like that. So, oh, I can send you a DVD, brother. I can send but you. That was a really cool event. That was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, even though like I didn't watch it until like the next day or it might have been Sunday. It was either Saturday or Sunday when I watched it. But yeah, that was really neat. That was that was fantastic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, that was that was a cool. That was a cool moment. And, we, and the thing <laughs> is, it was a worst kept secret and they made it that way. Like that was the way it was supposed to be. They wanted everyone to know and it tuned in. But It was and, a really bad secret and they oh, still yeah. made it like pop. It's, it still went up 52 percent of their rating on a Friday night at 10 p.m. <laughs> And they smartly did it at the beginning of the show because they know people probably couldn't last that long. Yeah. Uh, and even though you got a good match out of the the uh, Jurassic Express against Private Party, another Jade Cargill sma- uh, uh, squash match, and then John Moxley just running over Rampage. Uh, yeah. Tonight's show going to be interesting too. So nice. I think CM Punk's supposed to be on Dynamite tonight too, yes. but I don't think he's wrestling. No, he's going to do another. He's going to cut another promo ski, getting ready for All Out. Against Darby Allen. So I will say that the thing that I've noticed uh, since we, I guess the beginning of the show is going to be AEW talk right now. We, again, no lie. We have the time. <laughs> um, the thing that I've noticed is the people that come from WWE that had been around WWE for a while, like the the Christian Cages and the Taz, um, and I mean Paul White to an extent. Uh, but like those guys know how to use a microphone mm-hmm. well to tell a story. And now you've given them a microphone and with no script and said, just go and do what you need to do. And like you could see how great um, CM Punk was when he came out and was handed a microphone and just went on that. Was it like a five minute soliloquy? Yeah, exactly. And everybody was still captivated, you know, like it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like, oh, God, this guy's still um, talking. And I told I did tell death. I was like, I'm very happy that it wasn't like the typical, like cliched, um, like wrestling type of thing where like a new guy wrestling debut where a new guy shows up and like somebody runs out of the stands and like attacks him or like somebody cuts him off and like midstream and starts like something they like let him talk which was awesome yeah. the the uh, the original thing was they were going to have uh, a, a lot of people thought they were going to have uh uh mjf come out to cult of personality to start the show and then punk come out and, and spoil that for him but they uh, thought better of it uh because yeah. it's not <laughs> well the way they did it was just great yeah so yeah that was fun uh that was my part of my friday night and then until the weekend uh found all the cards went to the card shop across the river there in east grand got some uh cards got a little bobby carpenter card got a tony esposito card i got a uh another card that i got and i can't remember what the hell it was god damn it but anyway because i was going I'm, I'm like i'm gonna go through my cards too oh that's right this card 
Dominic Hashik. Oh, nice. Without the K. Yeah, with a C. Um, I'm just like Dominic yeah. with a C. That's that was Mark's goalie name. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I'm like now I got to go through all my cards, and I found like all my McDonald's cards. Nice uh, from uh, from Canada, and I got, I found like uh, literally young, like rookie 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 cards, no stats on the back for the Sedin twins and Brad Richards. Nice. Brad Richards was wearing number 41 as he is wont to do. Uh, so. It was a good time. I was just going through. I'm like, I got to downsize. And then I, then I bought more blaster packs. Smart. Yeah, you know. Out with the old and with the new, right, ladies? I uh, I did not get the baseball cards or hockey cards from my parents' house, but I have to go back on Friday for dinner and or fixing a computer. So I'm going to try and uh, get some then. At the... Well, all things considered, when you look at what's going on in the sport card world now, you got to get it now because who the hell knows what's going to happen when Fanatics takes over eventually. Oh, God. So, it might not even be cardboard. It's well. That's the that's the interesting thing. Are we going to go straight e-, e cards? That'd be fun. But you look at all the brick and mortar sh- uh, mortar shops. Um, a lot of these will probably get tanked because Fanatics is just pretty much online only. The the only times they go out, like they distribute it to the teams, but by and large, everything else you got to buy off their website, which is not great, Bob. Not. Well, I great. mean, you could buy from the website and. If yeah, they give you one of those like 10% coupons or something. I mean, if you used one of those like sign up for our newsletter 10% coupons for everybody that works for your office, you could buy a bunch of stuff and then like put it in as sure. supply. But, but the actual stores like that place over in East Grand, like they're going to take a hit because they're not going to be able to buy boxes off of them. Like yeah. they have to pay like full price on it. So they'll take they'll take a take a huge loss on that. Right. Which sucks because, man, card stores are few and far between as it is now. Yeah. You know, you know, and now you got all this crap going on. Well, but, so who was it today? The NBA? Yeah, the NBA is starting in 2026, which is still five years from now. I think that's when their deal with Panini is up. Um, but yeah, 20-year agreement. That's fucking wild. Like, that's bizarre to me. I don't... So what kind of, like, blackmail does Fanatics have on on people in order to get all of these licenses and, I, and these contracts? I don't think it's blackmail as much as it is, hey, you don't have to do anything. We'll take care of it. It's an Amazon situation. So it's Cafe Press. It's Yeah, it's Cafe Press. It's Amazon. It's anybody else who's like, hey, you just give us the design. We'll play middleman and shipper. All you just have to do is come up with it. Even then, you don't have to come up with it. We'll template everything. Just sign your name right here, and we'll take care of the rest. So that's one less thing they have to worry about, essentially. But they've never done cards. I mean, I, no. I, Maybe it's not that hard, right? But how do you get? How do they? How are they going to get licensing to the pictures? Is that an NHL license at that point? Like, are people photographers when they take pictures of hockey games? Are they technically NHL property, which means now it's Fanatics property? Like, uh, how does that kind of stuff work? That's interesting. I don't. I don't think I've ever thought of it, but I'm sure. Well, I think Upper Deck has their own people. Uh, yeah, that's what I always said. Thought was that Upper yeah. Deck had their own people that took pictures for them, and, and same with Tops and things like that. So, I think that that's that's the gimmick now is they'll get their own photographers, and then away they go, and they can take their own pictures and their own cards, and they're good to go. I I, I am could be. I I'm at a point now where I'm just like, man, like why? Like Fanatics is like the quality of shirts are bad. I will. Oh, I think anybody to a T will say that. Like the quality of their shirts are just and their equip their apparel. God terrible. 
the one thing that I always liked about them was the the memorabilia. Yeah, um, agreed. And I think that maybe, just maybe, this could be a good thing for them. Like the cards could be exemplary, but I, you know, their past, their past, uh, past results are not indicative of the future uh, future earnings. Sure, but man, it doesn't seem great. It does not seem great. Like they're going to be uh, knocking off the page with this one. That said, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I'll be interested to see what they. Well, there might be more screwed up cards. Remember that was the thing in the, oh, yeah. when we were kids. The pro sets, yeah. Well, yeah, like I just so, showed Dominic Hasek with a C. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows what's gonna happen? I'm I'm interested to see. It's a it's amazing that Tops is out of baseball after 70 years. That's Crazy, astonishing. And yeah, I just wonder what's gonna happen now. I wonder how this is gonna all play out. We'll see what Fanatics does. It's easy. It's easy for the leagues. They don't have to worry about licensing out. They already have a license. With fanatics, I'm sure. So they just have to add amend their contract, and then there you go. They don't have to pay it. They can just pay into the, what they have now with the apparel. So it's a good thing I went on that two year expedition to find those jersey cards and all of that stuff. Because much, dude. Because the eBay market is going to go through the roof. Although, uh, for the jerseys that fall apart, that are made by fanatics, they can just cut those up and put them in the jerseys and stuff right that'd be amazing that'd be great and just pound it off as yeah as game issued they're like recycling jerseys because <laughs> lettering fell off of it just dropped off and away they went Ugh, can't i can't wait i'll be interested to see what the what the packs look like what the cards look like so yeah that was pretty much my weekend cards and i can finally hear out of this year again i got the wax That's up good. work so that worked out to 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 wonderfulness. Your ear was gated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was ear, my ear was gated. They gave me the little bulb syringe. I can do it myself, but it's not yeah. as cool as an all. It's not a constant stream. Uh, I was about to like hook a hose up to it and go from there, but Jen so Jen warned against me uh, doing. Uh, all right, all right, cool. Buzzkill. Fuck off. So there we go. That was that. Um. Here we go. Some Patreon. Patreon. We got a Patreon, Johnny. You know that? Yeah, sure. Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. That's the place where you can give money into our uh, our little uh, tip jar, and you get some kind of content out of it. You give a dollar, you get the video show right off the bat. Uh, if you give $5, you get to pick a uh, have a hand in picking what we talk about on a segment, and uh, we probably get you some uh, some extra content every now and again. Depends on how we feel and who who's able to do it afterwards. Uh, so you could be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Sean, and Mitch. They contributed, so can you. Uh, Patreon.com slash faceoffhockeyshow. All the money goes back into the show for all the fun stuff that we have planned, I'm sure, in the future. So I gave uh, two options. One was about the Coyotes, which for this group probably would have been an easy layup. But alas... They want Henrik Lundqvist. They want us to talk about the legacy of Henrik Lundqvist, who after 15 seasons retired from the National oh, Hockey League. Of course, uh, he uh, had to step out last season due to heart surgery. And then just uh, just kind of... This means like, I yeah. totally screwed up my opt-in opt-out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that it is fait complete that uh, now Henrik Lundqvist is now retired. Um. What's his legacy? What do you think when you look at this guy who was as good as as good as uh, Manny? he was, huh? Manny legacy? 
No, no, no. Hendrik Lundqvist is right. Oh. Um, spelled different. Just uh, the e, e or Y instead of the E. Or the other way around. I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, but it's sometimes a vow. Sometimes, but not this time. Uh, he vowed to bring a cup to New York, I think. Maybe not. And that didn't happen. So, but I mean, off the bat, I mean, we have to say when he, he came in with, with uh, Crosby and Ovechkin too. And after the lockout in O-Spy. Wow, I feel like he was older than that. That's crazy. Well, he is. He's 39, but he came in years after, after playing in Sweden. He was like 24, 25 by the 23, 24 when he came into the league. So, um, yeah. So we look at what he did. He played for Falunda for a bit before coming to the Rangers. First season, 30 wins. And then went on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven straight 30 win seasons. Uh, only hiccup there was the uh, uh, lockout shortened season in 2012-13. Then one, two, three, four, uh, four more 30 win seasons straight after that, finishing with 459 wins, uh, 310 losses, 96 overtime losses, a goals against average of 2.43 and a .918 save percentage, 64 shutouts in there as well. In the playoffs, not as great. Uh, record-wise, 61 and 67, but the number is just as good, if not better. 2.30 goals against and a 921 save percentage. Uh, also a gold medal for him as well. Nice. Like just, just the accolades. Um, uh, let's see here. What did he win? Uh, he won the uh, the Honken Trophy in the in the Swedish league uh, as the Swedish goaltender of the year. The Goldgren Hyman which is the most valuable player. Uh, the Golden Pocken, which is the uh, the Hart Memorial Trophy. It's a top player. All right, sure. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, All-rookie team in 06. Uh, Stephen McDonald, extra effort award in 06 and 18. <laughs> who is Stephen McDonald? Uh, he was a uh, NYPD uh, officer who was paralyzed in 86. Okay. Guess, extra effort award named after him. Right. Rangers, Rangers MVP for 07. Uh, 07 through 2013 and then 2016 and 2018 won the Victoria Cup for the Rangers. Don't know what that is for in 08. The John Halligan Good Guy Award. Don't know what that is in 08. <laughs> Played in the All-Star Game in 09, 11, 12, 18 and 19. Won the Vezina in 2012. First team uh, NHL in 2012. Second team All-Star in 2013 and second team All-Decade for the 2010s as well as winning the World Championships Best Goaltender, the World Championships All-Star Team in 2004, Olympic All-Star Team in 14 when they won the gold, and the all-time Sweden team for the IIHF in 2020. Damn. Wow, that's a lot of of stuff. One thing missing, though. Coupe to Stanley. Just a lot of records for him. Uh, most consecutive minutes without allowing a goal, 172 and 34 seconds in the Olympics. Oh. From 2006 to 2010. First goaltender with consecutive 50 save wins uh, in uh, in March of 2018. Had 100 saves on 106 shots. So doesn't, doesn't that stat in itself show how much he meant to the Rangers? Oh, absolutely. Holy hell. Most playoff wins by a Ranger. Most shutouts by a Ranger. Fastest goalie to 400 wins in NHL history. Most wins by a Ranger goalie. 
all-time leader in shutouts, playoff, and regular season combined for the Rangers. Club record for games played in a single season at 73. Most shutouts by a goalie in MSG. First goaltender in the career to win 11 straight 20-win seasons and became the 15th goaltender uh, to have won 20 games in a, uh, in a season 11 times. Only goaltender to record 30 wins in each of his first seven seasons. Man, what a Dan Marino stat line. Yeah. Uh, of this, and I've said it from the beginning. I said this years ago. Hendrick Lundqvist is the Dan Marino of the NHL. Yeah, yeah a yeah, guy yeah. who had all the talent himself, and the things around him not so much. Well, I mean, it's the same thing as as Dominic Hasek. Dominic Hasek had to leave Buffalo in order to win a Stanley Cup. He was never going to win a Stanley Cup in Buffalo. Yeah, he's getting pissed off throwing blockers at forwards. Right. Man, that is just wild. With so how- is there is there actually a real debate if Henrik Lundqvist is a Hall of Famer? No, I don't think so. I, there shouldn't be. I don't think so. I don't see why you have that. Do don't you see think that, that there will be people that write articles to the contrary? Yes, of course. It makes news. Maybe Steve Simmons and some Islanders writer. Um, <laughs> let's see where he is. I'm sure he's uh for goalies the all-time win record can't remember who it is uh so flurry's at 492 uh is currently sixth all-time wow which Six. is also kind of amazing yeah for only 15 years of work that's astonishing oh i can't do that math 30 some wins a year right well i mean you just said rattled off that he had th- more than 30 wins and in- 85 seasons apparently so right yeah so boy howdy but i mean obviously everyone you know the steve simmons article is gonna be like but he didn't win a cup should be first time first ballot no way i don't know go ahead so one quest also to me is more than just hockey oh yeah which is interesting because i mean there were people who did that that was like uh you know like gretzky He's the one that comes to mind the most for a hockey player that kind of became more mainstream. But like Henrik Lundqvist is up on that list of like hockey players that you just saw in like GQ magazine and shit like that. You know, like he became more than a hockey player, I guess, is the way I'm trying to say this. It helps. He's a handsome man. Uh, It helps. He can wear a skinny suit. Exactly. It, it helps that he was in New York, too. True. I think I think that above all else, like, you think of where he could have played, like, that that where that wouldn't have got much attention. Right. Yeah, yeah. His play would have got attention, but he wouldn't have been on The Tonight Show playing guitar. He wouldn't have been hanging out with Pete Sampras. Pete or no, Sampras John McEnroe. Sorry, not Pete Sampras. No. John McEnroe. Pete Sampras was still great, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think Lundquist and, uh, and McEnroe had, like, a jam band together. Oh. So... I mean, you, you have to figure that that if if not for being if he was not in New York, this doesn't happen. Like he doesn't get the acclaim. He becomes like a Curtis Joseph kind of guy. Yeah, where it's kind of good. And you look at his numbers like, hey, that's kind of something. And I think that that's probably the equivalent because they both have like he uh, Lundquist has five more wins than, than Joseph. I think they played kind of around the same time. I think Joseph played maybe 17 seasons. Um, hell, he had to play a Spangler Cup to get another NHL contract, for Christ's sake. Uh, but 
I mean, you look at this, and that's the comparable. I think Henrik Lundqvist did more, I think, for international-wise, too. I mean, you look at his international stuff for Sweden. Curtis Joseph was a third wheel on the Olympic teams most times. Henrik Lundqvist was the guy. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of sad that he did have to retire. Oh, yeah. To be honest. Um, Because I feel like he still had a year or two of uh, being a backup in his locker. Well, for sure. Um, especially with the cap signing him, but neither here nor there. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I had always enjoyed him as a person. I kind of hated him as a goalie cause he played against the Rangers and played against the caps, you know, or played for the Rangers. I mean, and, and against the caps in like playoff situations and stuff. Um, I am glad that he made it to the Stanley cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I was hoping the Caps would have won that series, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like we're I feel like we're reaching the point now where we've quite literally covered superstars' entire careers. Mm-hmm. We are at that point. Hell, we're Which only is interesting to me. <laughs> I'm only a year, year, year and change younger than him, for Christ's sake. Yes. Yeah. So much more successful and handsome. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. You didn't grow up in Sweden. No, I grew up in Glen Burnie. That's like the Sweden of Anne Arundel County. True. Right. It's right down the street from Malmo. Exactly. <laughs> As we call it Corcoran. Um, <laughs> drafted in 2000, 205th overall. Took five years to get to the NHL. And took it by storm. And yeah, I mean, the King Hendrick moniker stuck, and he played like it. And boy, howdy. Gold medal. All the stuff in Sweden. The Golden Halman. Man, it just sucks. And, and and I think that we've reached, like, it's it's like a second golden age when you look at what we've covered in the time span. Like, you look at the guys like Crosby and Stamkos and Ovechkin and Lundqvist, and we've had these kind of one of a kind in every position almost i would say but this should happen once a te- once a decade once a generation i would say yeah absolutely once a decade that's a that's a lot it's like every 10 years yeah like every 10 years you should have a, a crop of people that you could look to and be like these are the next set of superstars in your league or else your league's falling apart this is special um yeah so I mean, yeah, I. I feel bad for Joel Lundquist. Why? Well, he's the twin. He wasn't as successful. Yeah, I mean, it always works that way. He was picked a uh, hundred and thirty spots ahead of his brother. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't identical twins. I mean, obviously, Henrik was better looking. He went to New York. <laughs> Actually, they are identical twins. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You don't hear a whole lot about Joel Lundqvist. Nah, nah. Only played uh, 134 games in the NHL. Uh, geez, Henrik's got like five times the amount of wins. Mm-hmm. Four times the amount of wins is that. And uh, but he tore up the CHL, the Canadian, uh, the Champions Hockey League. 
Hold on, the champions hockey. Oh, man, I was like, hold on, is there like, is there an old guy hockey league that I didn't know about? Because that would be fucking amazing. Champions tour, hell yeah. Um, no, the Fralunda won the championship of the the Champions League for three seasons when uh, was there. Hey, smart, yeah, yeah. Because I watched uh, Champions Golf this weekend. How's that for you? It was fantastic. It was like all the people that I remember watching play golf when I was a kid and like just doing like dumb shit, like shanking a ball into the sand trap or like not getting a ball out of the sand trap and being like super angry because they're like, I was really good like 20 years ago. <laughs> God damn it. Colin, well? Somehow Colin Montgomery's put on more weight. <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> man i'm alone fuck all right so but if there was a but there was a champions hockey league though i'm in i'm what i'm what i want a piece of this i want to i want to see this happen try to make it happen make it three on three and put it on fs1 oh you're perfect you're like the uh, big three league in basketball be good times yeah smaller rink makes it like srx in uh in uh, the racing Oh, yeah, SRX is good, too. Get more Haley Deegan in there. Shout out Haley Deegan. Um, Women's World's happening in Calgary. You know, I saw that. <laughs> and I haven't seen any of the games on, like, NHL Network. I know yeah. that they're on NHL Network. I just haven't seen just any haven't of them, them yet. <laughs> um, I saw so that Hillary Knight is just on a, a tear. Yep, 45 career goals in the World Championships internationally passed Kami Granado for all time uh, for U.S. women. Um, USA just dominating right now, 3-0, 12-0-goal uh, differential there. Uh, Canada also 3-0, 15-4-goal differential, uh, so 11-goal differential. Finland in Group A, 1-2. and uh, The Russian Athlete Committees or whatever, whatever the rock throw it up. The rock, yeah. They're one and three, and Switzerland is uh, oh and three. Mm. One goal. Group B, Czech Republic, uh, fourteen to three is their goal for versus against. They are three and zero. Oh. Germany, two, uh, two and zero. Oh. Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't they're, realize Germany had a good women's program. They're getting up there. I mean, it's developing. You got to look at the whole situation. It's they're doing well for themselves after two games. Japan, two wins of their three. <laughs> Uh, Hungary, 0-3. Denmark, 0-3 as well. Mm. So uh, for us, the uh, the person to watch is Lacey Eaton, who is competing in her first uh, Women's World Championship, donning number 36 out of Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, two games, nothing to show for it points-wise yet, but uh, she is only... Uh, I can't do that math. She's only 19, so this is like the first kick of the can for her. And if... Uh, if her game at, in Wisconsin continues to get better, man, oh man, Chavez, is she going to be good when she turns pro? So, looking forward to that. Uh, Naples stand up, Naptown worldwide. Away we go. Uh, Rick Jenneret, he is uh, retiring slash getting the boot from the Buffalo Sabers uh, after 51 years. He will call 20 games this year, and then that's it. See you later. Huh. Goodbye. So, yeah, the Sabres just keep uh, going downhill. It's just not not going great for them right now. 
Um, but hey, shout out Rick Jenneret, brought us many quotable notables in this whole uh, the crazy world of hockey broadcasting that we've uh, come to know and love. Uh, things got from bad to worse for Buffalo as Owen Power officially returned to Michigan for the season. That's fine. Uh, we all knew that was going to happen. Right. Michigan trying to run it back as Matty Beneers and uh, Kent Johnson will also go back to school. They had their season cut short due to positive COVID test in Fargo, which made them forfeit their uh, their game against Duluth in the Fargo Regional. So that was a, a kick in the butt on that one, even though their logo. That was fine. Sure. That, Duluth, uh, that Duluth UND game was fantastic. Yeah, it was. We left two minutes before the fucking game ended because I had to go to work the next day. Boo. Damn work. I know. Always uh, getting in the way. Out now, I don't fucking work weekends. So there. Oh, take, take that. This year they can play all night. Fuck them. Like, yeah. Uh, Edmonton, Vancouver also joined the vaccination brigade, making sure you gotta have uh, gotta have proof of full vaccination, or you gotta show a negative test seventy two hours before getting into the arena. Good. They should. Fucking should. Uh, do we know if Marcus Aurelius is showing up? Today? Yeah, he just sent me something. Oh, did he? Okay. He's storm prepping. What? I, I don't. I told him Lyle wasn't coming on. We got it all the time. Isn't he in? Isn't he in the fucking beach? Like, isn't he in a hotel? Done by the beach. Oh, are you? Like, is he? Is he not at a hotel? Why is he storm prepping? Unless he's buying. I mean, maybe he's back at the house. I have no idea. Who knows with him? He's a man about town. He's Mark with a C. Is there a storm in his area? I was. <laughs> If I know. Well, let's check the AccuWeather forecast. Is there a storm quest? Storm quest. Storm quest. That'd be great. Call Sean. Hey, Sean, what's the weather? I don't know. Why are people calling my phone? <laughs> don't worry about it, man. Don't you worry your pretty little head about it. Let's check the radar here. In uh, I think the storm is back home. Oh. Yeah. There's definitely a storm on its way. So oh, apparently there's a storm coming toward me as well. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Ah, it looks like it's just north of you. Or yeah, just, it should go yeah. past me. Yeah, it's just it's going it's going the Germantown route. Like it's going through Mount Airy right now. Yeah. You should be fine. I don't even know where Mark lives anymore. It's like Virginia. Just look at Virginia. Yeah, yeah, no, but Virginia, like Harrisonburg. Is he in Harrisonburg? Sure. Okay. Wow. He's close, I guess. There. I have no idea anywhere. There's Fredericksburg. Ninety-nine percent of the time that we go to Mark's house, my my uh, mom or dad drives. Mm. So I would have to use Google Maps if I was actually driving there because I have no idea how to get to his house. Interesting. Yeah. And there's the plate. <laughs> the plate. The plate. Uh, there's a Cherry Hill and 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 damn, there's a Cherry Hill also in Virginia. Look at that. It's probably the same as the Cherry Hill outside of Baltimore, I'm sure. Oh, it's right near Woodbridge, so of course it is. <laughs> in Dale City. Dale's got a city named after him. Exactly. Well, where's it? Where's Dale Junior City? <laughs> Do it for Dale, number three. I saw that uh, Peacock has a documentary with Dale Jr. and uh, Chase Elliott, because Chase Elliott told me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, we have a ma- we have a mascot ranking. Hold on. 
I'm just I'm, I was checking for uh for oh fuck you and your and the horse you rode in on. Uh, the horse's name was Friday. Oh, I knew it. Uh, so I guess there was a ranking for mascots. Oh no. I don't know about this. Are we uh have we gotten to the point where Gritty's kind of uh still new hip and everybody loves him, or is he starting to get like is he starting to become like heel and you know he's kind of he's kind of wearing off. I think people still enjoy Gritty. I I mean I I guess people enjoy him. Alright. That's good. You know. I, I mean I you can like whatever you would like. So. Exactly. Like what you like. Don't be a dick, everybody. That's what yeah. We're not a judgmental show. We are, but judgmental. <laughs> kind of judgmental. Oh, they did a sideline heroes. Can you, the sexiest mascots in America? Interesting. Oh, this is furry territory. I don't know if I want to be there. Yeah, that's a that is a, a virus website to be. No, this is from Quality Logo Products blog, which I'm sure is a complete up and up blog. Obviously. <laughs> Um, oddly enough, Testudo, not on the sexiest. Uh, oh, mess. probably because of his shell. Yeah. <laughs> He's too shy. <laughs> uh, women think the Duke Blue Devil is the sexiest. Men think Mr. Commodore is the sexiest from Vanderbilt. Uh, I just realized there is no God. So. So hold on. So this is this is going to bring up an extremely interesting thought that just came into my head. <laughs> Are there any female mascots yes. in college sports? Yes, you have uh, Wil- uh, Wilma Wildcat, University of Arizona. Okay, uh, is that a wildcat or is that a is that a, a female like is that a, is that actually an animal? Yeah, yeah, it's a female wildcat. Okay. Yeah, she's feminine things and everything. All right. Um. Shasta right. University. Yeah, they have like Lady Cougars from the University of Houston. They got they got there there. Yeah, That's... yeah, I, yes, yes. I understand when you call your women's teams lady something, but like if you show up to the football game, is there like a female mascot that shows up, or are you like look at the cheerleaders because that's kind of weird. Uh, and the reason I asked that is because they asked a bunch of guys and the guy was like, Vanderbilt's the sexiest one because maybe they didn't have another choice. I don't know, Vanderbilt. I like I like the thing on his head. It looks great. Uh, let's see if I can. I bring feel it. like there should be more female mascots in college oh, yeah, sports. Quality, baby. What is this called? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm trying to bring it up on the uh, the streaming computer. Okay. Uh, the feminine cougar. The feminine cougar. Interesting. Uh, I, although <laughs> Matt Death calls it, "Hey, Columbus." Why did this come up on the 20th anniversary show? It did several times. Uh, here we go. So here we That's... go. So the from Quality Logo Pl- Products blog. Okay. College mascots, best, worst, and sexiest. Okay. So this this dropped yesterday or today. So this literally <laughs> just happened today. Seven. 20- it's a seven minute read though. It is a seven minute read. I don't know why it's that that short of a read. You kind of have to take it all in. You kind of have to take it all in. So, the best mascots in America, Johnny. Okay. If you had to pick a best mascot, 
who would you pick? Uh, shocker Ooh, from San Diego State. Uh, the San Diego uh, State Shockers. Nope, no, sorry, not there. Not oh. there. Uh, it is actually Willie the Wildcat from uh, Northwestern University. Okay, I mean, that does look like a fantastic mascot. Yep, and then you got Pouncer from Memphis, South Paul and Miss Paula from the University of South Alabama. So there so, you go. So I, I appreciate that. That is a that is a legit female mascot. Well, it keeps getting better. The bird, it's the word, and number four, Bill the Goat. So I do like I do like Navy's mascot. It's yeah. well done. Bill is good. Uh, Shasta, whatever this is, it's a male cougar and a female cougar, it looks like. Okay. Okay. The Oregon Duck, timeless. All right. Freddie and Frida Falcon from Bowling okay. Green. All right. There's another, another female mascot. Uh, I'm Gold corrected. Goldie the Gopher. All right. And Joe and Josephine Bruin from Eucla. Uh, Arbutus. Yep. The worst mascot, Pistol Pete, is the scariest fucking mascot, and there is no other. There is that, no <laughs> so that looks like an actual dude with just a big head. It's a it's a plastic or like a resin head. It's like hardened. Like there's no give to it. It's not even plush. Like it's just you knock it, and it's like from the fifties. Yeah. That's like uh, Clint Eastwood if he had his own mascot. Exactly. Same with Purdue Pete. That's a resin hard helmet of a mascot. I don't appreciate cayenne. I think that's fancy. I think a red pepper is right there. Cayenne pepper for the Raging Cajun. Yeah. What is wrong? I, I don't appreciate I don't see anything wrong with that being on the. Maybe they don't like spice. That's true. Maybe they have ulcers. Yeah. Uh, hey, Reb. I understand why this was on here. Racism. <laughs> number number five, Billy, Billy the Warrior. I understand why this is on here. It's not even a. It's just a dude. It's not even a mascot. They like painted some guy up and was like, "Go out there." Like what? Like I who showed up in the '80s and just never went away. Either that, or like every four years they have to find like a new Hawaiian dude that showed up at the. Well, I guess it. It is the yeah. University of Hawaii well, at pretty sure. Well, Hona. So I'm guessing it's one of the smaller Hawaii schools as well. So I mean, I guess they're not leaving the state. Well, I guess I guess he could still be going for his doctorate. <laughs> My God, uh, that's like that's a Hawaiian Ultimate Warrior right there. Essentially. Oh boy, it is. Yeah, it's a flagship campus. Uh, yeah. So it's not even like the actual University yeah. of Hawaii. <laughs> not even the goddamn university. Is it? Wait, hold on. Nope. Nope. It is the uh, it is the Rainbow Warriors. It is the it is the the main team. Oh. So just like University of Maryland's College Park is just the University of Maryland. This is your University of Hawaii. Oh, all right. I did so not realize that. Shout out to Billy uh, the Warrior. The Nittany Sorry Lions. about that, Hawaii. All it's Hawaiians okay. listening. Um, our buddy Greg, shout out Greg, um, if he still listens. Nittany Lion is just the horrible 1930s mascot. Yeah, so that looks like it needs to be uh, like updated. Just a guy in like a, a fur suit. Yeah, that's that screams furries. Flash the golden eagle. I don't understand what's wrong with Flash here. Yeah, I don't it's either. Fine. I think that one's fine. That one looks fantastic to me. Yeah. Uh, the Stanford tree is terrible. 
That is just the fucking shit. The Stanford tree is effectively what occurs if you get super high. Essentially. Uh, number nine, the Demon Deacon. I like the Demon Deacon. I, I don't know. I mean, I I think I, I think he's also fine. don't have a problem with the Demon Deacon, except he's he's got this little like Undertaker thing going on in that picture. That's fine. American badass Demon Deacon. Uh, and a Chanticleer from Coastal Carolina. Again, so, same with Flash. Don't understand. It looks like it has a mullet, too. Yeah. So I feel like they just needed to fill out 10. I can think of 10 worse mascots from colleges, brother. Our fucking bird here at North, North Dakota. Well, are these all are these all uh, Division One schools? Uh, Coastal Carolina, I think, is only Division One in baseball. So they are in soccer. Are they? So maybe yeah. baseball and soccer. So, yeah the the shanty the shan the clear is uh, does not have a mullet. So like maybe I guess it's just hard to say. Yeah, it's true too. There's too many C's in this. Coastal Carolina Chanclear. Fuck off. Here we go. Sexiest mascots. Willie the Wildcat taking top spot again. All right. Look at him go. Uh, this is this is where we get into the uh, the. Uh, I didn't know this was a kink until now. Phase. Oh shit. Yeah, Army number Mule two jumped jacked. up a notch. Army Mule is jacked. Yeah. Holy Jesus. Sun's out. Guns out, baby. Mister Commodore, right there. I don't know how men think he's sexy. In all I, honesty, I, I mean, it is what it is, really. Uh, Shasta showing up again, University of Houston. The Bird from Air Force showing up again at another n- number five spot. Oh, Mark yep. says that he's not in the room. What? I had two Mark Batanzos in here. And I guess I picked the wrong one to delete. Oh, well. He oh. just texted me and says, I don't have an active Skype link. I can't join. All right. I, I, LOL. I have... Let me in. Let me in. LOL. LOL. So I have to delete the other mark without the picture. Yeah, he says just send to, to the other one, other not the email. The Hi, Mark. We're talking about the sexiest mascots in college sports. Um. So we're at number six, Jonathan the Husky. Uh. So there's that. Sammy That's the. What Spart- they called me in college. Hey yo. Sammy the Spartan at number seven. Wilmer, Wilbur and Wilma Wildcat, number eight. Scarlet Knight of uh, Rutgers. And then the Blue Death, number 10. Is it just, so, and this may be just me. I find mascots that look like people creepy. Yeah, it's not great. What it about is. mascots that are people? Because, uh, I mean, are we trying to cancel the leprechaun like Bill, here? Our boy Billy the Warrior Do here? you mean like Billy the Warrior? Like yeah. This guy? Yeah. I mean, you heard you heard that they're trying to cancel the Notre Dame leprechaun, right? Why? Well, that's just what did he do? He's a leprechaun. It's offensive to someone, apparently. To small people? <laughs> to Roman Catholics? Maybe the Irish? the Irish? I don't know. Well, there's a fight in Irish. What yeah, else do they want? Still. I uh, did not know that. Well. All right, yeah. Mar- uh, Johnny, you know the answer. Mark, you do not, because uh, you don't listen to the show, and it wasn't on this part of the show. Either. Anyway. What do you think the men and women, uh, which mascots do men and women find the sexiest? There's two different answers. There's one for the men and one for the women. Oh, like a particular mascot or a yeah. type of the, what type it's of mascot? From the ten, right? It's from it's um, yes, it is from this ten. Okay, so I'm gonna of this ten on the board here for sexiest mascots. Men and women pick one apiece. Okay, I, I bet I bet women love Jonathan the Husky number six, and men 
probably love number four, Shasta. No. Mr. Commodore for men, the Blue Devil for women. That makes no um, sense to me. No, no, that doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> Note, we disregarded the following due to them not being costumed. As Jesus, I- spoiler alert. <laughs> My God. So, so the people, so the mascots that were people were disqualified from the yeah. women's brackets. So, like, I don't know the Blue Devil, I guess. Our top five were thrown away. Wow. Oh, that's fantastic. But if there were kids that didn't realize that, that is messed up. Here we go. The unsexiest mascot, Oski <laughs> of the University of Cal Berkeley. <laughs> yep. I can, yep. <laughs> I can see why. That is just a fat Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Blaze from uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham, champ from Louisiana Tech, cocky. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so, so, wow. Not only in the 90s did the University of South Carolina have the hat that just said Cox across the top in script and then said University of South Carolina inside the bars. Like every, I mean, it was a template. But I did not realize that their mascot was cocky. That is a hell of a name. Whew. Um, is Big Blue Simba? Kind of looks like it. Kind of looks like a dumb Simba. It <laughs> looks like grew up. Off. He's the king. It's not. It's knockoff Simba. <laughs> it's probably from fanatics. <laughs> um. All right. So, is there any more to this? So they did a methodology study conducted online <laughs> with uh, the Magna Carta of participants. Who? Okay. First of all, timeout. Hold on. Was this somebody's like thesis on the research project? Like, why does this exist? It's a quality we're, logo blog, it, Mark. It, it's 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 uh it's we're still in a pandemic, and uh, <laughs> fucking people are bored. This is somebody's uh, Kane Hackman theory. <laughs> uh, so they so they they solely represented mascots. Hundred twenty eight mascots representing all colleges, university with Division one football. Oh, so there's your criteria, Johnny. I didn't know. I didn't know Coastal Carolina. I guess they're FBS. Yeah, I think they break down of stats. But uh, I was looking for the Arizona Coyote story, and I found the uh, another one from Play Canada. Perfect. Uh, the the uh, sports fans rank the best and worst mascots of the NHL. Oh, all right. So we'll play a little game here. Uh, best and worst mascots of the NHL. There are 30 spots. 30 spots. Um, I don't know who's missing. I think the Rangers don't have one. So the Rangers and the Kraken are the two that are missing, as they don't have mascots as of yet. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll do top 10 answers on the board. Who you got? Mark, we'll start with you. Top 10 best mascots in hockey. Like in just across the board? Top 10? Across the NHL. Across the across, NHL. Oh, NHL. Okay. NHL. Um... Boomer. Ah, sorry. No Boomer. <laughs> Damn it. Unfortunately. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he finished early. Hey, oh, Johnny. Um, Harvey the Hound. No. What? Oddly enough, he was he's ranked 29th. Uh, wow. Third. 
Mark again. Um, slap shot from the Caps. Number five on the board. Three point okay. six seven out of five. Johnny, to you. Um. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, and I don't know his name. Uh, Chance the Gila Monster is twenty second. Jeez, wow, so far down there. Yeah. Mark? Um, I don't know if I know all of the mascots. You're just uh, going to have to pick teams. Just to pick the team. If yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, the Blues mascot. Louis the Bear, number four. Sean Leahy's ultimate nemesis. That's a good pick right there. Good pick. Thank you. Thank Sean, you. to you. What about, uh, what about Bailey the Lion? Bailey the Lion right there in six. You guys got that middle part of the lineup going. Perfect. Uh, back to Mark. They're probably, the Orioles are probably pitching around them, though. So that they- <laughs> and the fans okay. will boo. Uh, let's see. The Ducks yeah. logo. The Ducks. The it's Ducks, the logo. I guess. Just a logo. Just the Wild- Ducks. Yeah. Wild Wing is number seven. Getting there. You got four out of the ten. Um, how about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Number one answer on the board, Carlton the Bear. 3.81 out of five. He gets you on the number one spot. So half the list is done. Mark? Uh, Canadians? Yuppie not on here. He's oh, down. Oh, come on. Yuppie. Yuppie's 27. Yuppie would have been number one in my heart. Well, he, well, he can be. I don't think anyone's going to argue your heart. Go with your heart. Johnny? Uh, gritty for the Flyers. Oh, yeah. Is 21st. Wow. Like Canada. So I think Gritty. This, is so- a, this was written in Canada. Yeah, so you got to figure that. Mark? It was, it was written in Canada, but two Canadian teams are below 25th, too. The Kraken. There is no low, there is no mascot for the Kraken yet. Yeah, so but he's so he's not on this list. Honorable <laughs> mention. You almost had it. Uh, John. Honorable uh, mention: Ranger, the Patriot, and uh, the Kraken. <laughs> uh, what if what if the Rangers mascot was just actually uh, Walker, Texas Ranger? Would not make any sense in New York. Would not play there. Um, how about God? I do not. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Weed Bud, the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, Finn the Whale is 26th. <laughs> wow, fucking a. All right, so we'll we'll reveal these rankings here because I want to get to the uh, to, since Mark is here, we can get to the Coyote story. Oh. Uh, Maple Leafs one, Buffalo two with Sabretooth, Howler the Coyote huh. number three, the only redeeming quality of that franchise. Uh, the Blues, Caps, Kings, Ducks, Stormy number eight for the Carolina Hurricanes, Nash for the Predators is number nine, and number ten Nordy, the only mascot with a uh, mullet. So top ten. Who is Nordy play is with? Minnesota. Oh, all right. Um, fans who love their team mascots, the Anaheim Ducks, the Vancouver Canucks hate their mascots. 
uh, most at NHL teams. Uh, and they say that uh, according to Play Canada, uh, uh, gritty is the most obnoxious. See, and okay, that's fine. Second, I'll give second that. was uh, Al the Octopus, which does not exist. Third was Harvey the Hound. Fourth was Yuki. <laughs> Wait, hold on, what? Al Fifth. the Octopus, who yeah, doesn't exist? Yeah, yeah, he's not an actual mascot that goes in the crowd. It's just the octopus that hangs from the ceiling. Okay. Why is it? Okay. Why is it an owl? I don't know. I think it's Al. A L. Yeah, you can call him Al. Oh, I thought he was. I thought it was an owl. O L W. That'd be great. O L O W L. Eight wings. Oh, great. Turns into a Harry Potter bit. Uh, if you're scoring at home or if you're alone, the Oriole bird is fourth on Play USA's list. Oh, yeah. Bas- baseball mascots. As it should be. The Oriole bird, if I remember correctly, is one of the, uh, is the first, is one of the first, if not the first, baseball mascot that had a hat that was removable. All right. <laughs> Fun facts, just because that. don't make them great. Uh, he, he was he was hatched out of an egg prior to the team's 1979 season opener. All right, as an ancient day since. Google Super questions. Duper. Google search questions. Is an Oriole bird a robin? Of course not. It's an Oriole bird. I mean, Oriole, come on, what kind of dumb question is that? God damn it, you fucking eight year old. <laughs> Tired of this. All right, so uh, Mark, I'm glad you're here. I mean, I'm glad I'm here too. I think the gift that keeps on giving is the uh, <laughs> Arizona Coyotes. A city of Glendale has announced that they are booting the Arizona Coyotes after the 2021-22 season. Oh baby, oh baby. So the Coyotes so have, have a plan to move to Tempe, but we don't know if Tempe wants them. <laughs> so therein lies a hook for that. And I'm just sure go to they, Arizona. I mean, uh, Houston. Essentially, <laughs> it's just going to be Houston. Yeah. So 25 years we've been in this bullshit. Wow. But the, sorry, the video, though, was fantastic. And it wasn't. It didn't actually start out as being Atlanta Thrashers related, but it definitely turned into it. It mm-hmm. turned. It started out as being like, here are the correlations why the Thrashers left Atlanta and what we're seeing from Phoenix. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the uh, twenty-five years in the desert, uh, and uh, now it's been at least at least fifteen years of just. Disastrous. Are they wearing a special patch this year? Uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be the closing season, I'm sure. <laughs> oh man! Wow! I cannot believe that we are still going after Pizza Man fucking bought the team, and yet here we are as a people. According to sources, they have not paid 1.4 million dollars of rent. I wonder if that had something to do with it. Well, the, they can't be evicted, so. Not right so, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, pandemic. That's the only thing keeping the coyotes <laughs> in the arena. Is we can't completely throw it out. Oh boy. 
So 18 years in Glendale, probably 15 of those years trying to figure out if they should move from Glendale. Oh boy, howdy. What is your favorite? What is your favorite moment of this debacle? All time? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say, really. Sheesh, uh, where, where so do we begin? Just, uh, there are there are so many. Um, should we look at a timeline? Yeah, Maybe. I mean, can we can we please review this? I mean, I, th- I feel to... like we need to go back to the beginning of All time. Right, Somebody has to have written an article on the top ten, like massive clusterfucks that have come out of theirs or the coyotes already this organization oh i mean this this is this is going to be like the thing to do man so here we go uh, to, uh 1996 the team moves to winnipeg they play at america west arena in downtown phoenix 2001 then owner steve ellman looks to build an arena in scottsdale can't reach an agreement goes to glendale city borrows 183 million to build a hockey and concert facility uh, and then they build it, and they will come. 2003, they played their first game. 06, Westgate en- Entertainment District opens two years behind schedule. Um, the Glendale leaders envision paying off the arena debt with sales tax revenue. Trucking Baron Jerry Moyes, who lives in Glendale, Moyes, Moyes becomes the majority owner. So we have so keep track. Steve Elman to Jerry Moyes. Then Jerry Moyes files into bankruptcy three years later. The NHL takes over. So Jerry Moyes to the NHL. Uh-huh. Um, the NHL starts running the team. League fights against the proposal. <laughs> and the, the NHL said nothing back in return. Exactly. No return. Cash consideration. Uh, the, the NHL fights against a proposal to sell it to a Canadian billionaire who wants to move the team to Hamilton, Ontario. That billionaire not named. Jim Balsilli. Yeah, we know it's Jim Balsilli. 2011, Glendale City Council votes to pay 20, the NHL $25 million to manage the arena and continue... Continuing to search for a long-term owner for the Coyotes, this saved them and moved the Atlanta Thrashers to Winnipeg. So this is still means that there's only three owners. Still at three. 2013, Ice Arizona buys the Coyotes oh, from the NHL and enters fourth. and and the city enters into a management agreement and a lease agreement with the team. 2014, team changes its name to Arizona as part of an agreement with Glendale, and Andrew Bearway becomes the majority owner of the team. Five. Uh, 2005 or 2015, a year later, city council votes uh, five to two to end the 15 year agreement for the Coyotes and to manage and play at the Gila River Arena. Council eventually approves a two year deal, which cuts the city management payments uh, 15 million annually to 6.5 annually. 2016, uh, Coyotes operating on a year to year lease like a like a, a Mazda Miata. <laughs> Glendale and the team can decide not to renew agreement, providing written notice each year on or before December 31st. They did this in July, so well before. I'm surprised that no one saw this coming. I know. It's kind of weird. Glendale hires AEG facilities uh, to operate the arena, uh, the same people who operate the Staples Center. 2017, Gary Bettman, in a letter to the Arizona legislator, says the Coyotes must have a new arena to see. The Coyotes cannot and will not remain in Glendale. Boy, was he not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> uh, city. Uh, also, they met with Mesa City managers to eye around the Chicago Cubs Mesa Spring Training Ballpark for the arena. 2019, billionaire Alex Moreno buys 95% of the team. <clears throat> Is that six? Six. Tempe officials meet in closed-door sessions to discuss plans for the land where the Coyotes are now considering arenas. So from 2009 
to 2019. Ten years, they had five owners. Oh. One being the league. 2020, <laughs> the uh, the city, the team is at least 500,000 behind in payments to arena management company. Uh, city manager Kevin Phelps reaches out to the Coyotes and arena manager to express interest in trying to negotiate a longer term with the team. 2011 or 2021, Tempe issues a request for proposal to develop 46 acres of land for the Town Lake and Professional Sports Stadium Arena. Glendale announces it won't renew the Coyotes after this season. Wow. Man. So, so here are my questions. Okay. One, like I said, who would have saw this coming? I mean, it's just completely out of the blue, I'm sure. Two. Talk to everybody. What the fuck does Tempe know? That Glendale can't do correctly um, because apparently it sounds like they want to try and keep the Coyotes in the state for some reason. I, I don't get it either. Three, is Houston just like waiting for the make offer button to show up on eBay to like be like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tillman Fertitta has watch list and he's waiting for that email offer for, for like, you know, we can get this at 25% <laughs> price. Yeah. Yeah. Make offer. Sure. Here's something that's really low. Ooh. Mm. Can you come up a little? No. We're going to buy the team. Sure can't, buddy. So Tempe, <laughs> if you're scoring at home or even if you're alone, is uh, 187,454 people with a metro population of 4.5 million. Is that where Arizona State is? Uh, Yes. feel like it is. Tempe or Scottsdale? One of those two, I think. I just don't know the answer to that. You are correct. It is, it is Arizona State. And that, okay, that that's what makes, okay, so it sh- I should have known that because the Coyotes and the Spartans were trying to figure out a dual package so both of them can play at the same arena. Yeah. And that fell through. Um, so it's just, Tempe just east of Phoenix. Um, they, uh, they take 40, 40 square miles, but four point some million people in the metro area. Hot as balls out there in the summer. Yeah. But it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's dry heat. It's fine. Um, so they got that going for them. Yeah. That's really the only thing you got to do. Like you got to get it. You got to get the fuck out of Glendale. Should we opt in, opt out if the Arizona Coyotes are staying in Arizona? I thought that was was that the plan here? I thought that was the plan. I think we already did that. Did we? Um. Yeah. We. Uh, oh, we did uh, actually, because I remember that. Okay. Yeah, we. we did. Uh, this was a while ago. We it wasn't opt- staying in Arizona, but it was where they were moving to, right? It was opt in, opt out Arizona to Houston by 2023. Me and Lyle were in. Uh, Mark was out, but caveat it to the to the kc uh-huh. johnny out it and said the nhl would take over and they would stay there <laughs> so there we go by the way so i uh, still have that on the board by the way it's still on the board yeah uh by the way uh me and mark won the hendrick lundquist opt-in opt-out yeah mm-hmm. i lost hendrick very sad sad very sad but first ballot hall of famer I cannot. I actually can't believe that we've gotten to the point where we're still talking about the Coyotes. 
and the fact that they can't figure things out. It seems like a dream. Reading Word Up magazine. Uh-huh. It was, it was, you know, I can't remember the fucking rest of the lyrics. Something about Heavy D. Uh, <laughs> up in the limousine. Um, Marley Marr and Heavy D up in the limousine. But in any case, the fact that we had a short, short series of betting balls happen with Redfield T. Bob. And those are amazingly written, though. That was like two blogs ago for me. (laughs) So that shows you how much we've been involved in this. There's someone outside playing harmonica. I think John Popper's here. Hold on. (laughs) Play run around. (laughs) (laughs) He's not. He's just playing bullshit. That's that's actually it. Looks like Bruce Willis. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's amazing that 20, 20, 20 some years later we're still talking about this horse shit. Well, so the the really interesting part too, right, is right from the hop, it doesn't sound like Arizona was totally sold on this like hockey team thing. Oh, and it sounds like the NHL and Gary Bettman was like, we need to expand to Arizona. We're gonna move the Jets. Because that's what's funny at this point to me is that a team moved to Arizona and is still being in, tr- in this much turmoil for 25 years. I think once they moved out of Phoenix and moved out of a population, uh, that's what happened because they couldn't get revenue anymore. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all been to that arena. Have we? Haven't we? No, that was Ottawa. Yep. Damn it. That was another same concept, though. Really? Yeah, I think the, didn't the NHL own Ottawa too, or they just own Buffalo? I can't remember. No, I think it was Buffalo. Okay. So yeah, Mark, this is your this is your baby. You love every minute of the Coyotes' misfortunes. You are a big Coyote <sighs> misfortune, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I will I will say, you know, we've all grown up here. We've all grown up. With the Coyotes, I mean, I feel like we wouldn't be where we are today if not for this Coyotes mayhem. It single-handedly made this show last a decade longer than it should have. You're right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just a decade longer than the Coyotes probably should have lasted as well. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, you know, in one of those what-if moments, plug Disney Plus. I'm not getting paid by them, but you know, I'd still plug them. In one of those what-if moments. Like, uh, what if Jim Balsilli would have wound up, win, you know, being able to buy the team? Would they still be there? No, he was moving oh, them. No, he was moving them. To, he, he's selling season tickets to Hamilton already. Yeah, but I mean, maybe not there. Maybe not in Glendale. But, like, would they be in better? Would they have won a Stanley Cup by now, I guess? That should have been the question. That's You know what? That's a good question. That is a good question. Because you'd almost have to wonder... Like, because Blackberry kind of fell apart shortly yeah. after all that, right? And he had stepped down by that point as well, before it all fell apart, I think. I wonder what Jim Bustilli's doing currently. He's probably like a used car salesman. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. Is it on his Wikipedia? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Former Erie... 
Do you remember when Jim Balsillie showed up at the Penguins game and had the Penguins logo on his BlackBerry and everybody thought that was the coolest thing ever? I know, right? He had three teams. He, man, oh man. And he tried to, uh, he was an unnamed uh, bidder for the Buffalo Sabres in 2011. Uh, never confirmed. Always rumored. Um, so Balsillie was announced as a sponsor for the six, 60000 Atwood Gibson Writers Trust Fiction Prize. Uh, he also funds the Writers Trust of Canada $25,000 Balsillie Prize for Public Policy. What? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that all I don't know what any of that means. Those were words thrown together. The Balsillie Prize for Public Policy is part of the Writers Trust of Canada and it's for powerful perspective on the future of Canada. The winner gets $60,000. Finalists get $5,000. Eligibility, you have to be a Canadian citizen or permanent resident. Published by a professional publishing house. Book published between uh. October 1st and 20, uh, October 1st, 2020 and September 30th, 2021. Um, let's see the guidelines. There was a part of me that thought that Jim Silly was giving like an award away for like well-written laws. Uh, it's awarded to the uh, non book of nonfiction. That advances and influence policy debates on social, political, economic, and or cultural topics relevant to Canadians. Celebrates the work that displays originality in several respects, including subject, approach, analysis, voice, and which offers a thought-provoking contribution to an issue that impacts both public consciousness and Canadian policymakers. So good for Jim Balsillie. Yeah. Proud of him. Glad, to do glad it. he's finally making something of his life, you know? Right. Who knew? Who knew? Uh, so if only, but yeah, I think, well, I, he's doing this stuff. I think team would have been fine and they would have been Canada too. It would have been a cash cow. True. Especially that close to Toronto. Right. Well, I'm sure that he would have to fight with the, the rights holding. Like that would have been a whole bugaboo too. Like where does he move him to but until he, uh, Toronto re re reneges on their uh, rights and stuff like that. It'd be great if Toronto was like, you have to be 200 and, 50 kilometers away and he like builds an arena that like starts at 251. Yeah. How much do you think the NHL paid Lemieux to buy that team over ball silly? How much was Lemieux owed? Wasn't he only owed like, like $6 million or something like something. really like small. And they were like, here, you are a part owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. Oh, so so yeah, so so Balsilli tried to purchase from Lemieux at one hundred eighty nine eighty five million dollars. Yeah. So you got to figure the NHL got to float him some cash. Probably. Then he went to buy the Predators, and then went to buy the Coyotes. Amazing, and then possibly put a bid in for the Sabers, allegedly. He did. He did. We come on. Why we? Yeah, <laughs> we know he fucking did it. So there we go. Boy, wow. howdy. This has been, you know, this still continues to be our best saga ever is the Arizona Coyotes. Woo! The best part about this is we've been doing a podcast the entire time. Right? We've we've been ground level. We've been through the ball silly, the ball silly silliness. The ball silliness. Hello. Hey, now. That's actually a different award. Hey, it gets out every year. That's a different podcast. Ah. Uh. In any case, that's that's where we're at here with the Coyotes. And, you know, God bless them. Godspeed. Yeah. yeah.
Godspeed for the for the for the diehards that are there. I almost feel bad for him. Almost, but there's almost nothing they can do at this point, though. So it doesn't matter. Like even even if that stadium had been filled for ten years, it would have been like in spite of the ownership. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like they just haven't had any management that's been worth a shit at all. Well, no, fucking five and ten years. It's like every other year. It's like here now. It's yours now. Yeah, it's a hot you potato of losses. You fucking deal with this. I can't. I can't fucking deal with this. You deal with this. They had to sell the team because you could only show a loss on a uh, on a uh, company for so many years in a row. <laughs> like, all right, come on, you got to get out now. We can't we can't keep funding you, man. What more do you want from us? Jesus. Oh boy. I'm just interested in what Tempe has to offer. Like how that work how that fits into this entire scenario. Yeah, I mean, considering that the the arena deal got nixed between them and the uh and the Arizona State deal, I'm surprised. Which was what would have made the most sense. Yeah, it would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. But alas, here we are. Can you do? What can you do? You can't do yeah. anything. Jim Balsilli commercialized four hundred and forty-four thousand patents during his career at RIM. Wow, the largest commercial IP protagonist in the history of Canada, according to him. I don't think you can give yourself your own title. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like giving yourself a nickname. You can't give yourself your title. So, you know. Oh wow. Uh, he was like the heel of Canada. <laughs> oh, gotta love him. God bless him. God bless him, everyone. Uh, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I hate myself. The Minnesota Wild could be very good this year if they can get uh, Krilka Kaprizov to sign. He says he's not going to join Siska. He's not going to be picking it up over there. Uh, and then Marco Rossi is coming back, and he says he's ready to go. Nice. So if you got those two guys just going ham, Minnesota could be another exciting, an exciting team once again. Well, for the first time ever. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if both of them get on the same page and if they can actually sign Kaprizov. So there's that in Minnesota. They also are hosting the uh, Winter Classic this year at Target Field. So get ready for that, kids. Tugarath says he's not going to chase the money to be elsewhere. He, will, he would be a cheap goalie in Boston if that's what it takes to stay there. So, okay. Cheap goalie. We need a cheap goalie in our lives. Um, yeah, so there's that. Mark, thoughts on Henrik Lundqvist? You, we talked a little about a, at length and kind of uh, collaboration you have. Yeah, I mean... Uh, he had a great career. He suffered, you know, not necessarily an injury, but definitely a very serious health issue. And, you know, I, he's a very, very great goaltender. Was, you know, not the best technically, I would say. I mean, you wouldn't really consider him to be, you know, your quintessential in position every single shot you know, great technique type goalie, but he always made the saves that he needed to make. I, I think he'd be a great uh, goaltending coach if he ever went that route uh, or model, 
I mean, he'd be a great model, probably better model than goaltending coach. He probably should go that that route, in my opinion. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he wound up in a front office somewhere. Oh. Perhaps modeling for, like, a calendar or something. Enough about the modeling. <laughs> Get it. He's pretty. Um, Is this Sean very, Avery? Very pretty. Very pretty. You're a pretty man, Mr. Lungless. Um... Yeah. All right. So, listen. listen. We're all we're all about we're all about the odds here. We played the odds. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, baby, listen. Uh, oh, this is just breaking. <laughs> do I have breaking news music? I don't know. Do you? Here it is. Uh. Ottawa Senators head coach, DJ Smith, according to Bruce Garriock of the Ottawa Sun, who has blocked me on Twitter for some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you, you know, do to him? How, how long do you think it took Bruce Garriock to find a block button on Twitter? Oh, I'm sure 0.6 seconds. I'm pretty sure I made fun of him and just mentioned his name and didn't really tag him about changing shirts constantly. Um, just the vile fat joke from one fat guy to another. Um, and he blocked me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Anyway, according to to Bruce Garriock, DJ Smith has channeled his inner Big Van Vader. It's time. It's time. It's captain time. Huh. So apparently, according to DJ Smith, it's time to name a captain. They have been four years without a captain after since uh, ever since Eric Carlson uh, got traded. <laughs> And apparently he took the only C with him. He took he took the only C and he didn't use it in either of his names. <laughs> and now it's time to, to name a captain. So, Is it Stutzel? Uh it, it probably either uh Thomas Shabbat or Brady Kachuk. You'd have to think one of those two guys. Shabbat uh Shabbat has seven more years on his eight year deal left, and Kachuk is a Kachuk. He's a restricted But it's just funny that this is a headline. It's like, yeah, it's time. And I'm just like, oh, Vader time, huh? All right, cool. Uh, before we get to the odds, a couple of cheese. This week sucked for, for deaths. Um, Rod Gilbert, 80 uh-huh. years old. Mr. Ranger, uh, just a legend in New York. Hockey Hall of Famer in 82. Uh, 1,021 points, all with the Rangers, all-time leaders in goals and points with the team, 406 goals. Uh, first, uh, first number retired by the Rangers as well, Rod Gilbert, 80 years old. Then uh, Jimmy Hayes, 31 years old. Um, brutal. No cause of death on that one. Suited up for the Blackhawks, Panthers, Bruins, and Devils. 109 points in 334 games. Um, yeah. That's a rough one too. He wasn't still playing, right? No, he was. He did not play last year. I think he's been a free agent since. Yeah. Uh, only thirty-one years old too. That's even rougher. So, uh, NCAA champion at Boston College uh, from Dorchester, Mass. And then uh, three, three kids passed away in BC from the Delta Hockey Academy, the Edmonton Oilers Kings, um, as well. Their car runs into a ran into a tree. Uh, Ronan Sharma, Caleb Reimer, pa- Parker Magnuson. So rough, rough week for hockey in the past two weeks in general. 
So thoughts and prayers to their family and friends. Ah, shitty summertime stuff. Shitty, shitty stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that much more you can say. No, no. We're, this is the stuff we're not good at. <clears throat> but it, uh, the Jimmy Hayes, when I read about that, it, it's, it took me, obviously took me by surprise. Because uh, I was like, you know, I just remember him playing a couple of years ago. Right, like it took me a second. I recognized the name, but then, you know, it it took a couple more seconds for me to realize that you know that that shouldn't be happening right now. Yeah, uh, it's very sad. Indeed. Um. So yeah, that is that. We have uh we have some odds. Odds makers have released opening lines for teams likely to qualify in the playoffs. Probably the biggest, easiest crapshoot there is as uh, 20 teams of 32 get into the... They don't have a play-in yet. It's not the AHL where everyone but like four teams make the playoffs. Yet. That'll be next year. Um, So we got some odds. Odds and ends. Uh, so let's go all through all 32 teams. And this is a yes-no question. Will they make the playoffs or will they not? Uh, Vegas has Anaheim Ducks. Will they make the playoffs? Plus fifteen hundred. Will they miss the playoffs? Minus four thousand. Not a lot of hope. That goes for Anaheim, Arizona, uh, and Buffalo are the biggest, uh, and Ottawa the biggest long shots to make the playoffs. Wow, I thought Ottawa was rising. No, I don't know. It was just it's just captain time. Oh, okay. Just captain time. So those are the biggest long shot. You see any of those teams going uh, going hog wild and actually making the playoffs? Arizona maybe in their last year in Arizona? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Boston Bruins minus 650, closer to the uh the 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 uh like outer portions of your mind um hey. to make the playoffs plus we'll just do make the playoffs minus 630 minus 650, almost a sure bet on that one. I think that one can be that's attainable. Yeah. The Atlantic Division. Uh, Calgary plus 115. They're on that borderline, that Pacific division. So we'll see there. Carolina minus 150. Chicago, actually a playoff favorite, minus 130. Wow. That's surprising to me. Uh, the biggest chalk of this, the Carolina, or the, the Colorado Avalanche, minus 4,000 to make the playoffs. Ugh. You got to bet $4,000 to make a dollar. I think that's how that works. Um, Columbus plus 1200, Dallas minus 220, Red Wings plus 1200, Oilers minus 320. I would think there would be a bigger lock than that. I think that'd be a bigger lock, especially in that dog shit division they're playing in. Yeah, but I feel like the Oilers are still one of those teams where you just don't know what you're getting from them. They did re-sign Mike Smith for two years, so I think you're right. But to make the playoffs, I think they're bigger than a 320. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Panthers for uh, minus 475 Kings plus 215 Wild minus 320 I bumped that up with uh, both Rossi and uh, Kaprizov get in there Canadians went to the Stanley Cup final plus 170 to make the playoffs they're they're more likely to miss the playoffs which would be yeah. hilarious well they lost uh, Shea Weber and they lost yeah they almost lost Carey Price but he's only out for like two weeks 
Predators plus 250. Predators on the decline. I think they're a team that's going to have to rebuild. Yeah. And you kind of see that what's happening now, getting rid of Ryan Ellis and uh, Pekka Rene being, uh, being ditched. Uh, being, being ditched. He retired. What am I saying? Uh, the he Devils. ditched. Yeah. Devils plus 160 is an interesting one for me. I don't think the Devils are that close to being a playoff team. When you look at the rest of that Metro division, Isles, I think, are in. Caps are locks in. Pittsburgh, maybe, a lock-in. Carolina, a lock-in. Where the fuck does... Like, I think they're further out than 160. I have a weird feeling that this year is going to be a free-for-all. Yeah? That there are situations where last season everybody kind of got lulled into this like we're playing the same teams 45 times in an 82 game season now there are going to be new teams that are back in the division back quote unquote and there's going to be travel involved i feel like this year is going to be like more of the randomness than any year that we've had prior like to now and that's that's even saying that you know the delta sky miles variant doesn't go like hog wild and games get lost in the beginning of the season somehow or you know things have to change but i i feel like if you were a betting person and you decided you just wanted to put money on your team unless you're the colorado avalanche to make the playoff, this is probably your year. Like, just let it ride. Just pick, do- pick dogs, baby. All yeah. dogs. Time. All dogs go to heaven. Uh, Islanders minus 300. Rangers minus 150, even though they added just goonery. So that's interesting to me because I don't think the Rangers make the playoffs. No, I don't think they're that close at all. I don't think they did anything to improve their team outside of trying to get Tom Wilson off their mind. Um, Tom Wilson on my mind. Tom Wilson on my mind. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, no, they did nothing to improve their team. I don't think they're that close either. I'm with you on that. Flyers minus 120. Penguins minus 265. Sharks. So and that's interesting because I thought the Flyers did well for themselves. Yeah, I still think Carter Hart's a wild card, though. I still think people don't know how to how to really figure him out like he's he can be really good but he hasn't shown that potential yet just like all goaltenders in the history of flyers goaltending right penguins plus 265 sharks plus 250 here's an interesting one the kraken minus 130 playing in the pacific yeah i i told you that i thought they were going to make the playoffs yeah i mean it's a dog shit division so they very well could so I am I am interested to see how that money rides on that. St. Louis minus 180, Tampa Bay minus 2000. Shoof. So that's a shoe in. Uh Toronto minus 1200. Um Vancouver plus 145. Vegas minus 1600. Yeah, that's about right. They're playing in the same division. So I think it's Edmonton, Vegas and Seattle and then you got wild card teams. Caps minus 150. And Jets minus 130 to make the playoffs. So, interesting. Minus See, 150 puts the caps, like, on the bubble. On, on, the, on the fringe, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, two clubs with the longest active playoff appearance streaks are the Penguins at 15 and the Caps at 7. <laughs> so. Uh, very interesting. Very, is it going to be a very fun season? I think you're right, Johnny. I think people just... If if this season goes off without a hitch. Yeah, I don't yes. think Will Smith movie. Agreed. Hitch too. Right? Did you see he's doing a NASCAR movie? More hitch here. Yeah. Who is Will Smith? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Will Smith NASCAR movie. Okay. Let me bring it up here. Awful announcing uh, did a story on this. I mean Days of Thunder hit hard when NASCAR was in its heyday. So it's going to be called Clean Air. Okay. I hope it has. I hope there's at least uh, one air purifier. It's a romantic comedy for Amazon Studios that will set in the world of NASCAR. Oh, yeah, Amazon Prime. Let's go. I can watch it. Clean Air follows Lila, a sports agent who loses her star client before the start of the NASCAR season and decides to take a chance on a 17-year-old dirt track racer named Piper Kite. Uh, show me the money. Exactly. Lydia or uh, Lila then becomes acquainted with Piper's father, Matthew, a former NASCAR champion, has been since seen since walking away from the sport. Mm, just like the Hudson Hornet. Exactly. Uh, also, the Chainsmokers will be in this movie. Actually, in the movie? Allegedly. Yeah. Are they playing the national anthem before one of the races? <laughs> yeah. Why are they being uh, like? Are they are they on the? They're on the billet there. They're on the poster. The chain smokers. Like, is that is that where we've sunk to now? Uh, let's see here. So now, now I went to cinemablend.com. They're giving me a little bit more of it. Another paragraph, at least. Um, as of late, picking up huge projects. Blah blah blah. The Aladdin actor will be working behind the scenes to produce romantic comedy with EDM group the Chain Smokers. So I guess the Chain Smokers are producing this. Makes sense. They produce other hits. Why would I not this one? <sighs> I'm out. I'm sorry. Because what? of that, I'm out. I will what? definitely watch this. I watched the fucking Suicide Squad movie last night, which is terrible. Oh, is that the one with Cena? Yes. The new one? Yeah, you sure yes. you watched the new one? I did. It was awful. They were fighting a fucking cosmic starfish. <laughs> I think I have that album. It was from the 90s, right? Cosmic <laughs> I starfish. I think so. <laughs> I mean, there's actually there's actually a period of time where John Cena says starfish is a slang for butthole. Do you think that there's anything to do with that? That was a line in the movie. Oh, I thought I bet that was ad libbed. I thought he said this during like a car wash interview. Uh-huh. Uh, someone, someone, someone like uh, uh, oh god, who was the guy from Actor Studio? James Lipton. Roland. No. No, James Lipton. <laughs> Yeah, Lipton, yes. <laughs> Gandalfi. John, in the movie, you fight a starfish. That is a moniker for butthole. What's your favorite butthole joke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he dead? I think he's dead. John Cena? No. No, James Lipton. Oh. John Cena, people think he's dead because they just can't see him. Yeah, James Lipton died last year, right before the pandemic. Just he like knew. the sixth sense. This motherfucker knew. He died March 2nd, 2020. He knew. He was also 93 years old. Jesus Christ. The, Jesus Christ was much older than that. Nah, he's 33. <laughs> he died. 
Oh my god. It was Moses that lived for 200 years. Can we can we give Fred Durst his due and realize that man Limp Bizkit put out some bangers. Okay, continue. Okay. I mean, I mean, elaborate, not continue. And I don't mean to shut that down. I want to explore that. Well, I mean, everyone's been giving him flack for looking like someone's like uncle or someone from the Beastie Boys um, sabotage video. Okay. You know, with the with the members only jacket, the weird gray hair, the big thick handlebar mustache, big aviators at Lollapalooza. But man, you look back at their discography. They fucking took the world by storm, and there's some fucking bangers in there. I mean, Roland still to this day, Nookie to this day. Okay, but hold on, can we can we yeah. stop at Roland here? What do you think more? When you think Roland, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, for us, it's Undertaker. Obviously. Undertaker, for yeah. sure, Undertaker. I mean, that was a great song, and well, great is a relative term, but in its day, it was a great song in its own right. And sure. then the Undertaker took it, just yes. took it. <laughs> That's, because that's what undertakers do. Yeah, that's true. They take they take a lot. Did you guys see that? You guys saw what what Fred Durst looks like now, right? Performing. Uh, I don't think so. He he kind of looks like the uh, well, he's not bald, right? He's got like a gray hair. That lovely hair. Yeah. See if I can bring this up on Scotty Screen Share. Come on, come on. Let me let me open this in a new tab. You fucking better believe I am. So this is this is uh, our Fred Dirts, our big boy, our rolling, rolling, rolling Fred Dirts looking right right now. There he is. How do you, how can you not love this man? I mean, he he's got a look. That's he 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 does look like a guy that's worked at a software company for twenty five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah that's sure. it. I, like he does not look like. A rock star. He definitely looks like the dude that like he fixes like computers. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that you know he's good at it. He just he was forced to work from home, and sure, you know he doesn't really necessarily take take care of himself. He's still got good hair because he hasn't had to you know worry too much about taking care of his family. Yeah, I like how you've come up with an IT background for Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Why not? I mean, like, listen, like, this is like Fred Fred Durst 2021 could be our greatest our greatest accomplishment of this pandemic. I mean, why not? Like, you you have a faith for fuck's sakes. That movie was a banger. That movie that that song was a banger. I still see there are a lot of songs where the remake is better than the original. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I'm sorry. Like, you got to go with the George Michael version here. <laughs> so that. That to me, like, seriously looks like some dude who's trying to pump up like a college football team. And he's like, now coming on. Shocker. This is, no, this is, this is the guy at the homecoming, the alumni at the homecoming who just takes the mic after a couple drinks. So, okay. So, also, here, here's my literal, here's a real question in this situation. At what point? At what point in putting on the puffer jacket did you decide that the three inches of zipper was the way to fucking go? Well, it's broken like our society. Like, it's on. Mm. Well, no, it's got two zippers. He's got two zippers on. Look at him. He's a fucking man about town. Yeah, he's got the, it's got the zipper. It's got the second zipper, so he can zip it up. Effectively, at this point, like, he, like, he could have just worn a cardigan 
and it would have done the same thing. Well, he's not a love fool, for one. That's true. That is true. Secondly, maybe he's got very expressive nipples, and he just wanted to cover his his pecs area. Have you ever thought about that? I like the shooter glasses he has on as well. He's looking fantastic. No, no. Those are his... uh, You've heard of the yellow lenses for looking at computer screens? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he just he grabbed the wrong glasses on the way out the door because he's he's had a long week. This is his way to unwind after a long week is to go out and, you know, sing at the local college football uh, pep rally. <laughs> and he just forgot to take off his yellow yellow lens glasses. I I, mean, I, I, I see this all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You live in Virginia. You see this. It's like. <laughs> And everyone's reliving the fucking days of glory. <laughs> Actually, Limp Biscuit is playing in Virginia, just random places. <laughs> We're going to every fraternity. All right, so let's can we can we let's let's go ahead and look at this these albums from from twenty from nineteen ninety seven to oh three. Okay, because uh, then it got really shitty. Um, counterfeit. That was a good good starter off a three dollar bill, and then significant other hit. That's when we got Nookie. Uh-huh. And Nookie, I think, is a uh, cornerstone of our generation. Then you had rearranged a little slow piece, a little slow bout into a rocking breakdown. And together now with Method Man, M-E-T-H-O-D Man. That was a cross, that was a cross promotion. Got the Wu-Tang. Woo. Break Stop is, a, is another high-energy song that still plays to this day. That guitar riff, everyone knows it. Certified Silver from BPI. Then take a look around. Was gold across the board? Well, that was that was the Mission Impossible one, right? Yes, that was from Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water. That was also in Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, yes. So that was a that was a great that was a great beat that they stole. Then mm-hmm. Roland certified gold and platinum. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. My generation certified gold in Australia. <laughs> 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 Which is only fifty five percent gold, the exactly. cost in the United States, but that's fine. They have a coast that's called the Gold Coast. You tell me. Uh, my way was a good one. My way or the highway. That yeah, was, that was a good one. Um, then like they the that like, was wasn't that a that was the SummerSlam theme one year. See, they were yeah. just all in bed with WWF. Yeah, why then. wouldn't you? Butt rock with butt wrestling. Let's go. Uh, then we get into like the the very like they're like, hey, we already had like four hits. Let's go for six. Nah, it didn't really work. Get your groove on was one that featured uh, X to the Z exhibit. I don't remember that song at all. Uh, Boiler did not hit either, um, as their song was the final single off of that record. Then uh, results may vary. Eat you alive. Don't remember that one all, but certified gold in Australia. Uh, and then behind blue eyes, which was a uh, uh interesting song it had holly berry in the uh i'm pretty sure that was a uh, frank sinatra tribute song nope 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 (laughs) don't don't think it was (laughs) i'm pretty sure it was that's what they used to call him so lip physica is effectively the epitome of we have two good songs on this and we're going to sell you the entire album that dude come on that was that was all music in the fucking nineties. That's true. You no, know, it wasn't. True. You don't you dare say that about Jagged Little Pill. That entire album is good. That 
I will give that to Mark. Yeah, that was a good one. Cracked Rear View as well. I have Great a album. That's what Bill was in that one. Um, then, then it was all shit, and then they took like a five-year hiatus. Yeah. Um, the entire Hammer Don't Hurt Him album. Ooh, that was a good one. Have you guys great. Have you guys watched the history of the Atlanta Falcons that SB Nation is doing? No. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. How is this different than the 13 minute video on the Atlanta Thrashers I watched this afternoon? Yeah. No. So uh, last year, SB Nation did a um, tale of the Seattle Mariners from the, their whole history. It was a six six series uh, six part series, 45 minutes uh, long. Uh, now they're doing the Atlanta Falcons. It's a seven part series. They're on uh, episode three, and it talked about Hammer being on the sidelines and being uh, a crossover success and actually being one of the reasons uh, why the NFL bars non-football-related personnel on the sidelines now because oh. Hammer was on the Falcon sidelines all the time during the Deion Sanders years. So, John Boys and, and uh, Alex... Boys! Boys! Uh, doing a great job uh, on that. So, if you haven't checked it out, it's on Secret Base on YouTube. Uh, set part they're on part three of seven of oh. compendium of the atlanta falcons Interesting. i've never been so, i've never cared so much about the atlanta falcons in my life so same with the seattle mariners they do a great job over there john boys ah so there we go the history of john boys and Limp biscuit that was a that was a trip for me thank you yeah, no problem, buddy. I'm just doing my best. Doing my best to try to try to. You made it home from your trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Last week, uh, last week was a crazy week. I wasn't even supposed to be gone last week. I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So I missed the show last week. Couple was a good week. At least you didn't get fired on your day off for stealing boxes. It's true. I did not. That's a positive. What happened? What? It's from Friday. Uh, I haven't seen Friday in a while. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Friday, just not the movie. Right. Oh, my hockey season starts soon. It does. Like what, next week? Two weeks? Two weeks, Black Bears. Yes. And I go to Blaine the week after that, so in three weeks I'll be doing the show remotely. Nice. So, Luckily their games are like late morning early afternoon except for like friday's games like at 4 30 in the afternoon yeah saturday games at like noon i'm like fuck gotta have like six minutes to go sleep <laughs> yeah because there's one home series before that and then there's one home series after that in the in the month yeah they're, they're at home all month uh otherwise yes because they play new jersey and then they do the showcase and come back and play maine yeah so get your tickets today Eight seven seven nine one three nine seven three nine. Call, get your tickets. <laughs> Call, get your tickets. If they don't know what you're talking about. Be adamant that you need to get your tickets for the Maryland Black Bears. Eight seven seven nine one three nine seven three nine. So I'm not surprised that you remember that. I had to say it for so many years. Yeah, but you know, I I definitely blocked it out. I'm not. I mean, lie. like spectreshockey.tripod.com/slash/default.html, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. Man, are we? Am I glad that we got him a real URL? 
Yeah, but the problem is that when it could, didn't uh, Sean have to like quote unquote sell it to him so that when it actually went down, he could, they could like fix it. Right, they didn't have to go to Sean all the time. Yeah. Uh, forgot that was part of it. Should have been there in the twentieth show, but Lyle's gone by then. Lyle had uh, left left the studio. Yeah. But we'll have him back next week. We'll have a good time. So I guess let's just... Uh, you can introduce him like that next week. Exactly. Respectyourshockey.tripod.com uh, All right, let's, uh, let's let's get out of here. Johnny, go ahead and give us your shout-outs. Um, I'll give a shout-out to uh, Bethany, who uh, sewed up some gear for Scotty and I. Uh, we have FlexFit hats, which are the yeah. first... Of their kind for the Maryland Black Bears. And I have a Run DMC type Adidas jacket with a Black Bears patch on it. So, uh, yeah. Like we said, a couple weeks, season starts. So, be back in ice rinks. Traveling to Johnstown. But not Ice World, thank God. No, thankfully. Not right now. Uh, Sky Miles might get you. Mm. Um. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna give a shout out to the fact that our show's on Wednesday. It kind of breaks up the week well. Done it. But I I didn't realize it until recently, when like shit's going down in the week. You're like, hey, I got Wednesday night. I got the show. I can like hang out and be stupid and drink a beer three and. You know, we all have fun together, and then you go back to work for two more days. Now you're, now you're fucking coasting the next two days. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that our show is on Wednesday nights. I appreciate you, Johnny. Great, thanks. All right. I also gonna give a shout out to the uh, bird that apparently has decided it wants to be in my house. Oh, I thought you meant the sexy bird. No, 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 no. Wait, no, oh, I have a, I literally have a bird that like every day will come and knock on the back slider. Like, yo, you haven't given us enough fucking food, jerk. <laughs> hey, you prick. Uh, so yeah, and so every day for almost two weeks now, the bird has showed up at my back slider and just started knocking on it with his beak. I don't know what's going on. I kind of wish they would talk, but eh, neither here nor there. Thank you. All right. Anything else, sir? Good. Mac. Um, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Boopy Doo Um, so I'm back on the Adroit Theory for a little bit. They 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 are now on Transformers. Oh. Beers. What are your uh, what are your pairings this week? This week, uh, for food, um, the beer is called Operation Warfare Coup. The food is Baharat Bison Meatballs with cilantro yogurt sauce. For a cheese, it's Duras Farmhouse cheese. If you were to smoke a cigar, it would be Arturo Fuente Rare Pink Vintage 1960s Short Story. Pretty sure they just made all this up. Yeah, I don't even think you can find that anymore. Yeah, I mean, really, the, the 1970s are all I can find. I don't even think there was a 1960s. Wow. No. And then for music, Mosaic by Camo and Crooked with a K. 
Mm. Not sure which one of those is is a K, but one of them is a K. Mm. All, right. All right. Yeah. So shout out to that. Shout out to being back home. Shout out to. I don't know, man. <laughs> Not sleeping. I mean, uh, Harper's getting teeth. Not that she oh, had. She's no. she's had teeth. She had two teeth for a long time. She's getting a third and probably a fourth. So, mm. yeah, it's getting. Uh, it's just getting real. It's getting real. Yeah. Terry Henry hasn't uh, showed up at your house, right? I think he's cl- I think he's closer to the uh, northern part of the East Coast right now. Sounds right. I don't know if I get that reference. That's the uh, hurricane. Ah, uh, yes. Hurricane Sorry. Henri. 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 No, yeah, yeah went, went farther north from me. Yeah. Gosh. Well, a lot of things are, except you. You go further south from me. It's amazing. Shock and chagrin. Uh, is that all? You good? Yep, I'm good. All right, shout out Fred Durst. Um... Shout out to Blaster Boxes, because that's who, damn wow. That's aggressive. Knows how many how many goddamn more years we have of this? Because Fanatics is taking up the sports card industry. Um, shout out to the Black Bears. I have to uh, go ahead and reach out to them. Shout out to the Atlantic Hockey Federation, the AHF. I will be partaking in some writing over there, some scouting for. Uh, I don't have my email. I think I'm doing like U12, U13, U14. Nice. Some shit like that. The Greg oh, Swave of hockey. So I'll be doing peewees and bantams. So that'll be fun. I don't know what the hell to do. But anyway. Oh, Hollowdale. Okay. People are, people are sending me stuff. Awesome. Uh, so there we go. Um, and yeah, that's it. The, if you got hockey TV, that uh, the AHF showcases this weekend, so you got some fun times to watch. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So get in there, baby. That's it. That's all. We've done it. For Johnny P. Mark with a C, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show. On the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, you can find us on all the podcatchers, Google, Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart. Tune in all the places you can go to. On social media, it's at FOHS Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And, of course, on the Patreon, patreon.com slash faceoffhockeyshow. Pop in. See what you got to say. It's fun times. You get a video show if you donate a dollar. I think it's the easiest dollar we, you know, you could ever make. And that, that if you have an ad blocker, then there you go. Then that helps us. And you, yeah. So there we go. Uh, that's it. That's all. Uh, until we talk to you next week, it'll be September. Holy shit. Okay. All right. Didn't know that, but here we are. Uh, and then we're that step, much step closer to step hockey. Hockey step. All right. I can't talk. I'll see you guys later. Peace. Perfect timing.